I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. I am uh, the editor of Pod Bible Magazine and one of the original founders of Pod Bible. And I was delighted to be joined by the other two founders, Scribius Pip and Stu Whiffin, on the last ooh, three episodes now. Um, because, of course, you may have missed it. You might not have noticed it on your podcast feeds, but we had a very special episode out on Saturday just gone it was of course world mental health day so we put out a special episode where we spoke to two wonderful mental health podcasts Um, we spoke to bobby temps from mental podcast and then we spoke to yvette and ellen from mentally yours Uh, and then we had a chat with pip with scribius pip about distraction pieces and specifically uh, some of the episodes that he has had uh, on his podcast um, that have uh, related to to mental health and it was just it was nice to do something a little bit different so hopefully um, you guys enjoyed that and uh, have managed to go and have a listen to those other podcasts that we talked about before that last Monday we had a very normal episode um, I say normal it was uh, great and we had some lovely guests you know we don't do anything averagely here at pod bible um we have of course had uh, blaine from mystery jets talking about his podcast things worth fighting for um pip was on again he's been on a, a lot recently um but of course it's always a pleasure to have him he was uh, recommending a podcast and then we had uh toby from yellow cup podcast as well doing a recommendation so go and have a listen to that episode 60 finally we can focus on today's episode and the first guests really enjoyed this a really great chat I had last week with Chris Warburton and Danny Brocklehurst now they are the two guys primarily responsible for the new uh, Five Live uh, BBC Sound series Ecstasy the Battle of Rave and we're going to hear from both of them right now All right, here with me today to discuss the fantastic BBC Sound series Ecstasy, The Battle of Rave is Chris Warburton. Hi, Chris. Hello, Adam. And Danny Brocklehurst. Hello, Danny. Hey, you all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you very much to you both for coming on. Um, First things first, I think I'll turn to you, Chris, initially on this. Uh, Would you be able to just tell our listeners what your show is all about? We have gone for a podcast which is half fiction and half real life Mm -hmm. and you've got six episodes of a true life story and then Danny has penned five dramatic monologues and essentially what it's all about is the kind of golden era of rave as some people might see it the beginning of the whole rave movement really so from around about 1987 88 up until the beginning of the 1990s and really when ecstasy first came into the uk and began to meld with this new music form of acid house and some people might think yeah yeah heard that before mate but what we've deliberately set out to do is tell the story in a much broader context i think so we have gone beyond the story of just the hacienda and the m25 raves which have been told many many times before 
and we've gone to the highways and byways of the country, really, where this culture began to just emanate everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the areas that we specifically go to is Blackburn in the northwest of England in Greater Manchester, and the raves that were taking place in mills and warehouses there. And really, we speak to the people who were organising those raves, the motivations behind what they were doing, some of it very, very idealistic, some of it very uh, counter-authority, and also the motivations of those people who are doing it in different parts of the country as well. So those who were doing it around London, and it was much more about making some money in those places. But we also hear from the ravers, we hear about the journey of the actual drug as well. So we speak to the big dealers on this side of the channel in the UK, but also those people who were importing it into the country for the very first time. So we go to Amsterdam and speak to a Dutch ecstasy mega dealer there. So, you know, and we hear the side of the police, we hear from the customs people. So we hear from the kind of broad range of everything, I guess, and pull the whole lot together and uh, learn about this very interesting arc, which kind of goes from everything being... A fantastic party which then gradually darkens as the kind of public and political mood starts turning against the movement and also the impact of the drugs starts being felt for the first time so it's um it's quite a journey it's entertaining it's escapist but there's also much more of a a social and societal message in there as well Fantastic. Um, and Danny, could you possibly tell us how your involvement came about? Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is something I'd, I'd wanted to write about for a long time because I knew it was um, a great area for, for drama, really. So when Chris and myself started sort of uh, talking and, you know, I realised this was an area that Chris and, and, and BBC Sounds were, were interested in, we, we, we sort of talked about working together on this and how it might work. And at first we were going to blend some dramatic sections into the documentary. But I think the more I thought about it, the more I thought that my side of things would be better served if I were to write a series of kind of quite dramatic monologue. You know, we say monologue and sometimes it sounds very dry, but hopefully these are very personal tales from five different perspectives so you you have a, uh, the DJ, the raver, the entrepreneur, the undercover cop, and help me out, Chris, who's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> and one uh, more. Yeah. <laughs> what a teaser. Oh, dealer. Did you say the, the drug, drug dealer? Did you the say drug, drug dealer? dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, mental blank. Um, and what, what I did was I, I'd spoken to some real-life people who – told me their story kind of off the record. I'd also done a fair bit of research into this. So I felt really well placed to to write these stories. Mm. Um, and then we were we were fortunate enough to to get some really good actors, David Morrissey, Monica Dolan, Aid Edmondson, Mira Sayal, and Ian Hart. Ian Hart. I mean look, these are these it's hard, isn't it? You've got to you've got to remember why, why five things at a time. That's yeah. a lot. Why have I take, forgotten yeah. why have I forgotten the drug dealer one? I don't know. It's actually one of my oh, yeah, favorite. Played the drug dealer. That's true. You, you don't want to tell the listeners everything from the off, you know. You need to keep something secret. That's what you're doing, yeah, right, it's, Danny? It's all very deliberate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of things to keep in my head. Um <laughs> You know, what I wanted to do really was dramatise these stories and and give them a little bit of a sort of narrative arc. And, and hopefully, you know, we've got, we've got music in there and uh, then they tell a story. They do they do a job that the documentary sort of couldn't do or, or it would be more difficult to do, which is sort of tell a slightly more personal, more emotional sort of, you know, what people were actually experiencing mm. at that time. 
and they're looking back and reflecting on that from 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 today brilliant yeah it's uh it's, it's great to hear about some of the people that you've got involved the ones that you remembered uh, <laughs> but uh obviously chris i mean you you spoke to uh, a number of amazing people and i think episode one's great for sort of sort of teasing some of the sort of the people that you're going to speak to throughout the series but are there any particular guests that 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 stood out for you or conversations that you had that that you particularly enjoyed i mean they all sounded yeah. great but uh well i mean the thing is you know danny and i were initially talking about doing something which would be uh the fact and the fiction together in mm. one episode you see right and that, that's how we were going to do it's it going to be quite ambitious and and i think quite difficult but that was the idea it was only after we started meeting a lot of the real life people that we've got in the podcast that you realize that actually a lot of these people that they're almost fictional characters in the way that they've lived their life and the way that they tell their story a lot of them tell their story in quite a lyrical way and these aren't people you meet every day Mm. so in a way they're you know they're, they're much bigger than life so we decided to split the whole thing up which was the right thing to do look there are so many people we met every time I've done a podcast this is the third podcast I've done the first interview you do I always sort of forget how important it feels psychologically you know because you go and meet you work so hard to get a few names on the board you know people who you think are going to help tell your story but it's not until you do that first interview with them and you walk away I remember I did one on Waco it was a podcast on a cult that I did called End of Days it was the last podcast I did I remember walking away from that one thinking god if if they're all as good as this it's going to be dynamite and that was the first interview we did ended up being nowhere near the best interview we did. But, you know, that was the similar thing for this. I remember the first person we interviewed for the podcast was John Burton, who is the Liverpool drug dealer. And I spent maybe two or three hours with John. And he had so many stories, some of which, I'll be honest, he didn't want to tell on the mic because he said, I'm not here to glorify my life to you. Mm. Some of the stories I could tell you would come across in that way. And some of them weren't entirely relevant either but some of them made your made your toes curl but he was the kind of guy you walk away and you think yes how often do you hear from this kind of person talking as candidly as he is and the answer is not very so that's a great start but then some of these people who were organizing waves at that time tommy smith who's a scottish bloke who was just caught up in this movement right at the beginning the right person at the right time very idealistic you know dreamed of a kind of utopian future in a way and saw what he was doing as a part of moving in that direction again you do not meet people like Tommy Smith every day of your life and the way he talks it's so poetic and lyrical in every line you could quote him a hundred times from what you hear in the podcast and again, when you're doing those interviews, you're sitting there thinking, this is, this is going to be magic. And I suppose the thing that's been really, really rewarding as a result of this is that people who were right there as well have listened to this podcast, got in touch with us on social media and said, you know what, you've absolutely nailed this. This is how it was, which is so rewarding, relieving as well, because you want to make sure that you're telling the right story. But then on the same... Yeah, it really is, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have had some some significant people saying, love this, this is bang on. And you think, like we've had john digweed who you know sasha and digweed absolutely massive djs at that time uh played loads of raves and and uh 
the Hacienda, all the, all the rest of it. He's there on Twitter saying, you've got this Bob on. Uh, the Chemical Brothers, you know, people who with serious clout saying you've got mm. this right. But at the same time, the thing that's been really, really rewarding is I've had people who were saying, okay, I, I grew up around this time. I was massively at arm's length from it. I had nothing to do with it, but this has been a real entertaining and eye-opening experience to listen to the podcast. And even people of completely different generations, I shouldn't sound surprised, but people in their tw- 20s, 30s who said, I, I had no idea. And this is possibly what my mum and dad were up to, but I had no <laughs> idea that this was how things went down at that moment in time. And ultimately, whether you're listening to the factual, whether you're listening to the fiction, it's just damn good storytelling at its heart, I think. Yeah, it's been hugely eye-opening for me. I thought I knew a little bit about the scene, and uh, but just some of the people you talk to, and I can imagine it must have been so rewarding and hard not to just have a massive smile on your face during those interviews a lot of the time, thinking this is gold. Danny, I mean, I, I, I know a lot of work will have gone into this, um, and you've probably been working on it for quite a long time. Were you having to do a lot of this um, over, you know, remotely over the internet in the age of lockdowns and social distancing and things like that? Um, how, how how was your side affected? Yeah, it, it, it was actually. Um, that's that's just when I was um, working on it. Uh, I think Chris did some of his stuff before lockdown. I'm not sure. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Um, we got we got quite a lot in the can, luckily. But yeah, we did yeah, have yeah. To do a lot remotely as well. Okay. But yeah, but mostly I was doing my stuff during that period. But you know, that was that had some benefits as well, I see, because because it meant that people were slightly more available. And mm. um, you know, and actually for me, it was a really nice project to do during that period. You know, I mean, it's sort of it's like strange when you're locked down to be thinking about raving and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sweaty warehouse parties. Sort of made me quite wistful. But uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was definitely all all, all sort of going on um, during the first lockdown for me, yeah. But actually, I think that's a really important point that Danny's made because loads of people, again, are getting in contact saying, not only is this taking me back to a happier time, if you like, you know, and there's that nostalgia trip, but also people saying... I just, you know, there's so much negativity and downright misery at the moment for all the reasons that we know mm. that people are saying this was just such a piece of escapism. All right, it's made me want to get out. It's made me want to get out and <laughs> have a few drinks or whatever. But at the same time, it, it's taken people out of, I don't know, the kind of relentless bad news, hasn't it? So, you know, and, and, and I, I knew it would play that role. I think we knew that it would have that kind of escapist element to it, but I didn't fully appreciate quite to what extent in terms well, of the feedback it, we've had from people but it talks about a time a very specific period of time but i think but i think it, it also it, it illustrates just the the human need to come together and and where we're going back to is a very specific period of time uh, deep into factorism and, and unemployment in britain all that kind of stuff but for that youth uh, movement to rise up like that at that period you know it, a lot of it was about people wanting to come together and feel control of something wasn't it Chris really you know absolutely you know there was in terms of Thatcher it it was all about the the individual wasn't it that that was sort of the mantra and so this idea of people coming together as as a collective was really sort of sticking it to that philosophy wasn't it and also I mean Tommy makes a really lovely point and it was suggested we could explore this a, a bit more in the podcast. There's so many different parts of it that you could explore a bit more. But he talks about 
some of those people raving in mills and Blackburn in Blackburn, sweating in the areas of a mill that their forefathers would have been sweating, you know, toiling in the yeah. labor of working on the heavy machinery in those same mills just a few generations before. And that had a real kind of poetry and symmetry to the whole thing as well. Beautiful. Well, it, it makes me think as well, the, the other thing, I mean, <laughs> even if you're not particularly bothered about the story, which you mm. will be, by the way, the soundtrack is yeah. just amazing. For, for Danny and I, I think, and everybody who's worked on the whole thing, to have their life over the past sort of nine months or so, because we were sort of setting about choosing the music and what have you, you know, that, that's just been in the background of my life. All of those, Definitely. you know, eight or eight stage, Michael, <laughs> Gerald, just all in the background of my life for nine months. Again, it, it has just been brilliant. Yeah. I, I've never played so much acid house. I, I think I play more now than, 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 you know, <laughs> at the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, that, that has been an absolute boon for us because quite, a lot of podcasters i think find it very very difficult to get music rights to be able to have that kind of music in the background for those things but obviously with the power of the bbc and bbc Mm. sounds for example as long as we give it an airplay on the radio uh, we can pretty much use as much music as we like and so it's going to get played on five live uh, the whole lot at some point so that that gave us a lot more freedom and you know we're very lucky and it's uh it's really a massive benefit that we've got that at our disposal i suppose but it it does mean that it's a really complete listen i think i guess yeah yeah totally i think there you know there are podcasts out there that talk about music without being able to then play that that's music. it and that's and, unfortunate for yeah, them you know yeah yeah so uh fantastic so all episodes are available now is that correct it's all there. You can go to BBC Sounds. You can go. I probably shouldn't say the other places. You know the other places. You know the other places. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's up people to you. Know, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, brilliant. Well, thank you very much to both of you, to Chris and to Danny, for coming on to talk about the pod. Thank you. Cheers, Adam. Thanks a lot, mate. There we go. Brilliant chat. Loved speaking to those guys. So thanks so much to Chris and to Danny for uh, making the time to have a have a chat with me over Zoom last week. It was excellent. Okay, let's have a break now and then we'll come back for the recommendations. First up for this week's recommendations, we have Jasmine from Black Girls Living. Uh, those guys, Jasmine and Vic, were here oh, what was it episode 57 i think when they were talking about their podcast uh, but right now jasmine is going to give us a recommendation okay i am joined today by jasmine and vic from black girls living how are you we're good thank you Doing we're good, great. thank you um and it's time today to talk about recommendations and i think i'm going to ask you jasmine first is there a podcast that you particularly enjoy that you'd like to recommend to our listeners yes absolutely i would say this podcast is probably one of the podcasts that encouraged me to want to start my own i loved it as soon as i started the first episode i always start podcasts from episode one i don't know if i'm the only one that does that oh but, no i do that um Okay, great. <laughs> I thought I was a weirdo. Right. The podcast name is Broken Pussy Podcast. And yes, it is what you think it is, which is great. Okay. Um, All about cats. A- Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, yes, you're wrong. <laughs> um, 
Well, it depends on what you call, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Uh, (laughs) what is it all about, Jasmine? You're going to have to just be blunt and just tell everyone. It is a sex and relationship podcast. They literally talk about everything. They review sex parties. They talk about BDSM. They talk about being a dom sub. They even go as far as talking about anal sex and how to prepare for it. It's very, very informative. And I think even people that are a bit on the... I don't know if prude is the right word, but a bit on the reserved side. Yeah. You would still enjoy this podcast very, very much. Um, I think it's amazing and there's not many like it at all. So, yeah, that's why it's one of my favourites. Definitely one to recommend. Cool. Okay. Can you remember how you found out about it? Did somebody recommend it to you? I think I might have come across it on social media, possibly through Twitter. And I just thought, you know what? Sounds like a bit of me. Okay. Nice. Yeah, just had a go. And uh, what's the what's the format? Are they, are they, are they've got three hosts, is that right? Just having a look. Yes, I believe they used to be four. So they started off as four. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's three, and I believe that they are or they were anonymous, and then they had a reveal, right? Okay, um, which was their live show, and the format is they start off with just a tip. So it could be you know they want to give you some tips on doing quickies, and then they kind of go into the their episode that way. Um, but there is a, a great format. I think each, you know, person on the podcast provides a different, you know, kind of dynamic. There's someone for everyone, basically. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, enjoy that. Okay, cool. Intriguing. So uh, are there uh, like standout episodes that you can remember that you particularly enjoyed or is it just all good? I would recommend episode seven, all types of D. Okay. And literally they're talking about all different types and shapes of penises. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll be sure to check that one out. <laughs> Might be your favourite episode, Adam. Yeah, you never yeah. know. You never know. Brilliant. Well, I mean, this, you know, we like to recommend all kinds of different podcasts. I think we have had, you know, we've had quite a few, but we've had some really great sex and relationship podcasts mm. on the Pod Bible podcast. Yeah, Obviously, absolutely. you guys talk about sex and relationships on your show. And uh, so, yeah, if we like to discuss everything, anything and everything. Um, and I think, again, that's one of the great things about podcasting is that this show probably wouldn't exist on the radio or at least mm, not on yes, commercial radio. Exactly. So, yeah, cool. And just one more thing then, Vic, mm-hmm. do you listen to this? Listen Have you to- listened to the Broken Pussy podcast? I've listened to a few episodes. It's, it's too much for me. Like, it's, 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 it's an amazing it? podcast. I'm just a bit too PG, I think. But then again, I listen okay. to a lonely one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm sure a load of our listeners will be will be downloading that now so thank you very much jasmine for that oh you're welcome hope you enjoy (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much to jasmine for that uh let's go straight into the next recommendation i think and it's the return of sangeeta pillai from masala podcast let's hear what she's got to say Today, I'm joined by Sangeeta from Masala Podcast. Hello, how are you today? I'm really well. How are you, Adam? I'm good, thank you. Uh, And I'm very much in the mood, it appears I'm always in this mood, but to hear about another new podcast. So do you have a recommendation for us? I do indeed. Um, I would like to recommend Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast. It is... I am very familiar because ah. it is a podcast that 
often comes up in in lists sort of listing you know the top 10 podcasts at the moment or the best podcasts of the year but this is the first time it has ever featured on the podcast we've had it in the magazine but nobody's recommended it yet so uh yeah what is it why why would people enjoy it Esther Perel talks about it as a podcast for anyone who has ever loved and I think that summarizes it beautifully so each episode okay. is a therapy session with a couple and it is kind of really raw um, and really intimate details of a couple's kind of love life and usually is a problem. So they arrive with such and such is a problem. We haven't had sex for so many years or so-and-so wants to leave and one wants to stay. But what is fascinating is by the time she gets to sort of midway on the podcast, it is usually about something completely different. So she asks these really kind of pertinent questions and the couple themselves would have realized that it's not about the infidelity or the lack of sex. It's actually about something completely different. Right. And to me, that is fascinating. So you don't hear uh, their names or real life details, but you do hear their kind of stories from their heart almost. And it's, it's very raw, sometimes painful, but it's so beautiful. I absolutely love it. Okay, interesting. So I imagine also listening to, to each of the episodes and maybe stuff in there that it can be relatable to to your own relationship potentially or, or relationships you've had in the past and things that perhaps you wouldn't have necessarily realized that were happening and that become evident as you listen to this? Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it connects back to your own relationship with your partner, but also relationships in general. I might sort mm. of hear something there that I think, hmm, I tend to do that a little bit. So even that kind of journey into self-awareness, into how you feel and how you are with other people, she's really good at there were two episodes actually that stood out. I don't remember the na- the numbers. I think one was season four, episode one, maybe. The one I listened to yesterday was about mm-hmm. a couple. She's South Asian origin American and he's black American and they are in a relationship. And I think they're married and they have kids, but they met at church. And it was fascinating how uh, the woman talks a lot about kind of how the church owned her body and her culture owned her body. Uh, she was never allowed to kind of express herself sexually. And then mm-hmm. sex was this big taboo, which, you know, I'm very familiar with in my own culture. So when she finally gets married, she doesn't want to have sex because suddenly it's like, oh, you expect me to have sex now. I don't want to. Where before I wasn't allowed to and I wanted to. So I find that really, really fascinating. So right. the things that culture does to us, the conditioning it kind of places on us, and informs our sexuality and our life and our relationships. Like that's fascinating to me. Yes. Okay. I'm just having a look. That episode uh, is it is series four, episode one. You want me to watch the kids while you go out with another guy? Yes, that's the one. That is absolutely the one. Okay. And so, do you think it might be a case again of just if you want to check out that podcast, scrolling through, looking at the yeah. titles, maybe looking at the things that maybe sound relevant to to your relationship, or maybe there'll be some people who want to just go and listen to something completely out there something an aspect of a relationship perhaps you've never had an experience any experience of yeah absolutely and Esther Perel is really wise I think in so many of the things she talks about she talks about how as a culture we've become kind of obsessed with a certain type of relationship how kind of the world expects you to be this way but every relationship is different she talks about how sex has become you know it's a penetrative thing you know it's not but actually sexuality human sexuality is far broader and bigger and more beautiful so i love all of that so yeah go into the series look at different episodes and just start listening to whichever takes your fancy and know that what it starts out with isn't ever what it ends up as i love that 
right sounds like a recipe for a great podcast so uh, yeah n- another great recommendation thank you very much pleasure Thank you so much, Sangeeta, for that. Another lovely recommendation. Another podcast for you guys to go and check out if you haven't already. Uh, and uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. A couple more things to get through. And thank you, listener, for getting through this with me. As you uh, may have heard, I have a little bit of a cold and I'm feeling very sorry for myself. So uh, I appreciate all the sympathy that you are clearly sending me right now. Um, before we go... Pod Bible magazine. The new issue, issue 11, came out last Sunday. Yes, yeah, so it's been out for over a week now, and we're really proud of it. It's got uh, Table Manners, uh, Jesse and Lenny from Table Manners on the front cover. It's got Dane Baptiste inside, a nice interview with him. Uh, we've got a feature on Michaela Cole and uh, podcast appearances. And we have Craig from Big Brother, the, the winner of the first ever Big Brother, picking out his top five podcasts. Um, and as well as that, we've got loads of really cool recommendations. I think we've got a great range of uh, podcasts that we've spoken about in this issue. So podbiblemag.com is where you want to go if you want to order that to your door or read the digital version or subscribe to our newsletter where you'll get sent the magazine a day early and uh, you'll also get loads of other interesting stuff as well. Info at podbiblemag.com is our email address if you want to get in touch regarding podcasts that you like. Uh, maybe you've got a podcast that you want to promote maybe you want to discuss advertising options we've got all kinds of packages that are accessible for podcasts of all sizes so feel free to email info at podbiblemag.com social media we are at podbible and that is it last thing to do is tell you that this podcast was produced by the subhuman subhuman that's bad isn't it superhuman there you go buddy i got you the superhuman buddy peace thanks very much for listening 